have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Look to your neighbor and say, it's Labor Day weekend. How? You got to do the howl at the end now. Come on. Where's Dudley when I need him? <laughs> Let's hear it. No, no, no. Good try, but no. I miss Dudley. Dudley Pondville, he could do that. How? I mean, it, you knew you was in Cajun land. Mercy. Mercy, mercy. Isn't that a great song? Mercy came running. You want that one? If you go before me? Okay. I mean, yeah, we're running a race. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. All, all of our life. That's why I made it the title of that CD I did. Oh, well, enough of that. Does God take off on Labor Day? Our memory verse, 1 Thessalonians 4.11, says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 and 11 says, For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. It's Labor Day weekend. This is really a strange holiday, don't you think? There's no greeting card companies putting out cards. Happy Labor Day. I haven't seen any commercials about just you know, celebrate Labor Day. And we call it Labor Day. But little labor is done. It's an opportunity for people to get off and get away and just... A lot of people have said it's that last shot to get away and relax. Now, it used to, back when I was going to school in the dark ages, we didn't start school till after Labor Day. Many of you go through that. And we seem to turn out okay. I don't understand why they... And we even got out sometime in May. We didn't wait till June. But then again, they take off for everything. Seems like anymore, right? <clears throat> it's kind of crazy. It's also a bad weekend for churches. Those people tend to travel, tend to be gone, and when they're gone, their money's gone. I mean, let's be honest. Church can't function without your generosity. Um, <clears throat> so, I would encourage you to consider that generosity and continue to be generous. The factory worker and the office worker, maybe a day off for them, but the policeman... Firemen, those that do those types of jobs, it's just another day at the office for them. Farmers and ranchers, they don't get the day off. Still got to work the field, take care of the cattle, right? 
Preachers. Preachers. It's an opportunity to talk about work. <laughs> That's what we do. We get paid to talk. Whenever I lose my voice, my wife shouts hallelujah. And I go to the doctor and say, I'm paid to talk, get my voice back. I've got a story I want to share with you that will kind of go through the whole message today. I've got three points I'll share with you. I mean, every sermon has to have three points. Four if you're going to go long. Seven if you're going, I mean, if it's, it's unbelievable. But we're going to do three so we'll get you out on time. It's Labor Day weekend. Come on. But this story is really an interesting story, and I want you to kind of tune in. I'm going to give you bits and pieces as we go through. The USS Astoria was the first U.S. cruiser ship to engage the Japanese during World War II, Battle of the Sabo Island. It was a night action, and it was fought on August 8th and 9th in 1942. Even though the Astoria had two hits on the Imperial flagship, she was badly damaged and sank shortly after noon on August the 9th. And about two that morning, a young Midwesterner, signalman, third class, Elgin Staples, was swept overboard by the blast when the Astoria's number one eight-inch gun turret exploded. Wounded in both legs by the shrapnel and, the, and in semi-shock, Elgin Staples was kept afloat by a narrow life belt that he managed to activate with a very simple trigger mechanism. Hold that. We'll pick up another part of the story in just a second, which takes me to point number one. Does God take off on Labor Day? God always honors and provides work. God has always honored and provided work. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 2, it says, On the seventh day, God ended His what? Work! Which He had done. He rested on the seventh day from all His what? Work that He had done. We live in a time when people working is an anomaly. I believe with all of my heart, just my opinion only, binding on me and nobody else. The reason we're having all the unrest and all the shootings and all the stuff, because we got people not working. They got nothing else better to do than to be mad and angry and shoot somebody. Get upset at somebody. I watched a video playback of bullies that, you know, would bully people but get, get it taken to them, you know. That's always good. One of them was a pimp. He was beating on his girl that worked for him, prostitute. And some guy walked across the street to break it up. And the guy then, he said, well, I'm going to tear you up. Well, the only problem is this guy was a black belt karate instructor. One hit is all it took. <laughs> he hit the guy one time with a backhand like that. Knocked him so cuckoo he couldn't even get up. Yeah, I did the same thing. I just laughed and laughed and laughed. God understands work. He wants us to be a part of it. He's a worker himself, but he also appreciates rest, which we're enjoying this weekend. A lot of times we just do cookouts. We just go to the lake. I saw a friend of mine the other day. He said, I'm finally going to the lake. I said, really? Breaking my heart. He said, I haven't been to the lake just to relax in a long time. I said, doesn't sound like you're going to relax now. 
You know, he said, I'm going to the lake. Wow, put a smile on your face. I'm going to the lake. I'm out of here. Somewhere. Genesis 2.15, And the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Even from the beginning, God gave men work to do. And when Jesus came to earth, God honored work. First of all, His birth, the birth of Jesus, God's Son first told to working shepherds. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. They were working. Secondly, Jesus learned a trade as a carpenter in Mark chapter 6 and verse 3. Is it not the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? Jesus was known more of, as a carpenter than he was the Savior. He worked with his hands in his dad's carpentry shop. Something special about a son and a dad working side by side. Something very special. I don't know if any of you caught the interview with Channel 2 with Bryant the other day. Very good, very good interview. He teared up at the end. He kept telling me the stuff blowing in his eyes. It wasn't, you know, he didn't, it wasn't. But I was specifically referencing that because I wanted to mention Patrick. Because they interviewed Patrick at the end of that. And he talked about how great it was for him to be next to his dad through this whole process. And it's true. It's true. He's been like a little mother hen. You think Lynn's been bad. I mean, Patrick, he's been real bad. But he wanted to make sure his dad's doing okay. And by the way, one year, one year ago, we were having special prayer for him. Let's give God a clap offering. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's another one of those God is good and all the time. <laughs> Boy, that's so, so true, isn't it? So true. He does. He does have great compassion for them and what they're going through. And uh, I've, I've told him many times, God's going to use that experience. And he has, and he will. But it's so good to see a big, big old strong, healthy man like that kind of let some tears run down his face. That says something about him on the inside, doesn't it? Doesn't it to you? It does to me. Third thing I want you to pick up from what I was just talking about there is that Jesus chose working men as his disciples. Hey, went to the shepherds. Jesus himself was worked in a carpenter shop, his dad's shop. And then thirdly, when he chose his disciples, he found working men. Peter, Andrew, James, John, they were fishermen. And we don't know about the other ones, but I can assure you they were doing something for a living. And left it to go follow Jesus. Jesus told his disciples in Luke 10, verse 7, And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Just don't go from house to house. What he was saying is, don't go out begging from house to house. We've got too many takers in life and not enough givers in life. And I'm not talking just about money. I'm talking about your gifts, your talents, and your treasures. We don't have enough. Ask any volunteer coordinator at the school. Can't get them. Hard to find them. They're, they're rare. 
that people will give you time without having some payback for themselves. I know the coaches go through this all the time. They'll get people helping them out, doing things for them, only because they want to find favor for their child. And their child may be the worst possible athlete you could ever hope to try to put on any kind of athletic field, and yet they're trying to buy favor. And then when they don't get the favor, what happens? The gifts dry up. Is that happening in the church? <laughs> uh-huh. He didn't want them going begging from house to house. A study was done in August of 2013, just about a year ago, that showed 35 states in America pay more in welfare to the individuals, families, than they could go out and get an entry-level job. Welfare is paying about $15 an hour. Entry level, $758 an hour. Where's the incentive to go to work? There is none. Stay at home. I'll make more sitting at home. I don't know how many people who've been out of work who've asked me to pray for them to find a job have said, however, it's more economical for me to not be at work. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to not elect people back to Washington who are thinking like that. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of them taking our hard-on money. Amen? 35 states. Just a year ago. I'm sure it's improved since then. Yeah. No, 17 an hour. Funniest thing, though, they, they did the minimum raise wage in, uh, increase in Seattle. Did you read this story? They were, they were hooting and hollering about, oh, we need higher minimum wage, higher minimum wage. So they moved to $15 an hour. Then all the workers who got the money went back to their employer and said, wait a minute, I can't work 40 hours a week because I'm not getting my government money. <laughs> I make too much. <laughs> so now you've got to cut their hours so they don't make as much money. Oh, ain't that funny. Takers in life, not givers in life. Genesis 3, 17 through 19. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field, and in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. you got to work for it. Amen? If you've got a job, rejoice. Thank God every day you've got a job to go to. Just thank Him every day. Because there's tons of them that don't have a job. Some are content to be that way. Glad you're not one of them. Seems like we want somebody else to do the work for us. Some people choose... To be employers. They hire other people as employees to do the work. And in America, labor and management are usually enemies. Labor wants the most money for the least work. Management wants the most work for the least money. If you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, your McDonald's hamburger goes up from $0.99 cents to $4. 
Well, that ain't right. Well, that ain't right. Need to be 99 cents, now I'm 40 again. The state of Oklahoma is whining and whining and whining about the, the not getting enough tax money off of the gas and oil because they built their budget on $5 a gallon gas. And now it's down around $2 a gallon. And they're hooting and hollering about how they're going to go broke. Really? Well, the governor ought to let her make her daughter move off the site and unhitch the trailer that she's had hooked up to the, to the mansion down in Oklahoma City. Did you hear about that? Daughter been living in a trailer hooked up to the mansion electricity. Praise God. <laughs> takers and not givers. Takers and not givers. Management. They're the bad guys. Do, kid, do your kids do chores anymore? Grandkids do chores anymore? Shoot, no. They just walk in and expect you to give them money. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme, gimme. Well, I can't have an iPhone 4S, Dad. It's got to be 94, iPhone 94. Well, they don't have a 94. Well, it's coming out. Well, it's only $499. Well, well, isn't that how they think? Absolutely. And you know what? We're so stupid, we go, okay, I'll just go get that for you, because I want you to love me. They turn 16, and what do we do? Well, they got to have a car. What do you need a car for? I'm going to need a car. What for? So I can go to school. I see you've been going to school all this time and not having a car, but now all of a sudden you need a car. Who's going to put gas in it? You are. Who's going to pay for the insurance? You are. Oh, really? What should we say to him? <laughs> Go to work! And you know what they do? What do you do? You pull out your wallet, you hand them a credit card. And say, now don't overspend. Don't overspend. That's like telling a drunk, don't drink that next bottle. Oh, 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 I won't. Back to our story. Around 6 o'clock that same morning, signalman... Third class Elgin Staples was rescued by a passing destroyer and returned to the Astoria, whose captain was attempting to save the cruiser by getting it to a beach and beaching it. Effort failed and Staples, still wearing the same life belt, found himself back in the water. Stay with me as I go to point number two. The American work system is not the Christian way. Uh-oh. Ephesians chapter 6. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. 
with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven and there's no partiality with him. So if you're an employer, how you treat your employees will matter to God. If you're an employee and how you work for your employer will matter to God. Well, I'm just not making enough money. Then bust your chops and make more money. Show initiative. Do something besides sit around and whine about it. Amen? Amen? (laughs) Slavery has been described in the modern day workplace. How many of you feel like you're a slave to your bosses? Oh, look at him. Yeah, whatever. Truck driver in the back. Yeah, Brother Bryant. Yeah, at least for four months out of the year, he's a slave. That's true. Sometimes we feel that way, don't we? Because we, don't, we can't really call the, our own shots. We have to show up. We have to be there. We have to do what we, In fact, you're probably doing film today, aren't you? T- tomorrow morning, no, on Labor Day. Praise God. 7 o'clock. How many of you want to go up there at 7 o'clock and help him break down film? I didn't think so. All right. Most employers at times, have an attitude like a master. They treat their employees like slaves. And God God cares about all that. He cares how we treat each other on both sides of that fence. If you're in management, learn to treat people better. Oh, they'll take advantage of me. They may. They might. But learn to take good care of them. And good things will come back to you because of that. Amen? Now, there are those who will take advantage. Sure. Every time. You ever had somebody come do some work at your house? Gave you all the build-up how they're going to get the job done, and you were excited to have them do it, only to have them do such shoddy work that you had to hire somebody else to come in and do it and pay for it twice? Yeah, you can shake your head like this. Yeah, we've all been there. Isn't it refreshing to find somebody and you hire them, they come in and they do the job they tell you they're going to do, and you never have to call them back to fix it? That's refreshing, isn't it? Those guys are almost extinct. They're still out there. But we're all going to face judgment, employers and employees. The Christian cannot separate his business from his spiritual life. He has no right to act like a heathen Monday through Friday. Well, you can talk and praise Jesus and raise those hands and, oh, yes, on Sunday. What about Monday through Saturday? Monday through Friday? Do they see you the same way at the office? Ephesians 4.28 says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. By the way, I want to stop right here. We have a need within our community. And that need is to let our police know that we love them and appreciate them. How many we say amen? On the back table right out there, and I want to start right this moment while I finish the sermon, till you leave, there's two chairs and a bunch of my business cards or my, my note cards that I send to people. I want you to get up, go back there and sit down, and write a note of encouragement to our police. 
then I'm going to take them and deliver them to them. But they're right back there on that table. I should have told you this earlier, but it just reminded me, I'm reminding myself that I did that. So if you're interested in writing a note to them while I'm finishing this sermon, you get up and go write a note. Just leave it laying on the table, and then I'll get them after church. Back to the sermon. Jinx police, yes. The Jinx police. Now, Geneva has a, a, a grandson-in-law who's a Tulsa policeman. And his name is Edel. E-D-E, two L's? No, one L. E-D-E-L. If you want to make it to Edel, just make it to Edel and we'll get it to him. Okay? All right. So, those are back there. Just get up and you're not going to bother anybody by doing that. But if we did like some of the Christians in Thessalonica and refused to earn any money, then we could not give to the church. The church could not pay its bills and the church couldn't help needy folks. And we're constantly trying to help those in need, aren't we? Always looking for a way. Now, there's some that will take advantage of that. There always will be. We have to use discretion and wisdom so that doesn't happen. But it can. Not that it should, but it can. Okay? Back to the story. It was close to noon and Navy Seaman Staples was picked up again, and this time by the USS President Jackson. He was one of 500 survivors of the battle who were evacuated to to Numea. Safely on board the ship, for the first time, Staples closely examined the life belt that had served him so well. It had been manufactured by Firestone Tire and Rubber Company in Akron, Ohio. And it bore a registration number. Hold that thought. Takes me to point number three, and that is the Christian does, does the best we can for other people. In Colossians chapter 3, 23 through 24, it says, Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, here it is, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Isn't that powerful? That's exactly what it is. Do whatever it is you do, do it heartily for the Lord. Giving your time and your energy and your talents and your treasures for the Lord. And it will make a difference. Christian employees should do more than is expected because they ultimately work for the Lord. Christian employers should do their best, not the least they can do, to take care of the employees. So here's the question. Suppose a Christian has a $150 job to be done, and two men are willing to do it. One man will do the job for $150, the other one will do it for a hundred. Which person should the Christian hire? Well, the Christian employer is free to hire either man. However, the Christian employer should still pay $150 because that's what he calculated the job was worth. Jesus says in Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. You want somebody to speak nice to you? 
you speak nice to them. You want somebody to treat you well? You treat them well. You want somebody to hug you? You hug them. Do you get the idea? If an employee can get by with shoddy work, he has no right to do that. Not if he's claiming to be a Christian. He works for the Lord. Christians know people are more important than property. The Bible tells us repeatedly to love one another. People are so important, it's vital we treat them right. Treat them right. Treat them wrong. Treat them right. When you go through the drive-thru and you're in a hurry, try to find a kind word to say to the person in the window. It's hard sometimes. Because they're nasty. They don't, they don't want you. You're just, they're just biding time to get their paycheck. Customer service, what's that? How many of you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Customer service, what's that? We always pick on Walmart, bless her heart. Hey, by the way, I guess uh, Jade Helm 13 is over because the new Walmart's opening back up. Or the old Walmart at Admiral and Memorial. Man, I'm glad Obama's not taking over. Who's, who's on the throne of your life and your heart? Obama? No. Lord Jesus Christ on the throne of my heart. I don't care what the big boys in Washington do. Because one day judgment's going to come. And how they've treated others. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Listen to it again. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. So there's rewards for doing good jobs. Do a good job. Now let me finish my story. Given home leave, Navy Seaman Staples told his story and asked his mother, who also worked for Firestone, about the purpose of the number on the belt. She replied that the company insisted on personal responsibility for the war effort and that that number was unique and assigned to only one inspector. Staples remembered everything about that life belt. Quoted the number to her. It was his mother's personal code. And affixed to every item that she was responsible for approving. Do you suppose at that moment that Mrs. Staples was grateful that she did her job with excellence? And did her job fully? And did her job wholeheartedly? See, it pays both in this life and the life to come to do our very best. How we carry our Christian principles into our work is important. Our work performance becomes a Christian ministry to others. David's testified of that. A little girl works for him and sending the tithe money to us. Because she can't get to church. Well, how does she even know that? Somehow he's sharing all that in the process of the job. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to beat people up with a Bible. You don't carry a 30-pound Bible in there and I slam up across the head. Some it wouldn't hurt. Let's be honest. But that's not what God's calling us to do. He's calling us to live. Let the Bible be what they read from your life. You see. God does care what we do Monday through Friday, whether we're an employee or an employer. 
And there's great encouragement in knowing that. And so this Labor Day weekend, I want you to be thankful for the health that you have to do the work that you do. And the health that you have to employ the people that you do and the jobs that you are the employer. And let's be thankful to Almighty God for the jobs that we do have. And let's do our work to the best of our abilities. Now you might say, Preacher, I don't know how you're going to lead into an invitation with that. Oh, simply this. Jesus did His very best for you and me. Aren't you glad that He didn't get to the cross and go halfway? Aren't you glad He didn't get up there and go, You know what? There's got to be a better way. I'm not going to get up there. See, Jesus fulfilled the purpose and the goal that he was called to by his Father to save man. So he was the sacrifice for us. Grateful he didn't stop. Grateful he didn't quit. Amen? So there's your invitation. If you're not living that way, in a grateful heart, a grateful spirit, a grateful attitude, now would be the time to make that happen. If you've never accepted him as your Savior, oh, that would be the greatest thing you could do. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these that are here. And I thank you for your great love for us. I pray, Father, that you will bless each and every person that's here. That, Father, you will become very, very real to us. We will sense your presence. We will sense your love. And, Father, we will sense how much you care for us and what you have done for us. And if we haven't responded to that, may we today. Maybe we just need to come forward to pray. Maybe we just need to go on our knees right where we are and pray. It's not the location. It's the attitude of the heart. Some of us need to be broken again. Some of us haven't been touched by your Spirit in so long. We've quenched Him for so long, He can't even get in. We've built so many calluses in so many parts of our lives that He can't even penetrate. might be a good day for us to get that cleaned up with you. Whatever it is, God, would you move in their life today in Jesus' name. Amen.